Jesus name please raise your hands to heaven and say father things are getting better for me it is from glory to glory I will have testimony and this month of laughter the Lord will grace me with the gift of laughter in the name of Jesus say it one way or the other and let's start this service Lord we thank you because it's a month of laughter a month of celebration and this month we are going to laugh in Jesus name we have prayer Lord give us the grace to laugh this month and throughout our lifetime in the name of Jesus thank you Father in Jesus name we have prayed okay a quick high five to five people come on Two, three, four, five. Hallelujah. Amen. Say to yourself, I am blessed. I am highly favored. There are some of you that I want to commend. I want to thank for your commitment to the church, one way or the other, in giving and in fellowship. You attend the fellowship regularly. I want to say a big thank you to you. And I want to say God bless you in Jesus' name. We appreciate you. So I cannot be mentioning it one by one to say this is what we have done. But, you know, occasionally, I used to say this. Everyone that is given to this church, you just say, I want to give the gift of thanksgiving. I want to worship God with my tithe. I want to. You are doing well. And we are grateful. God bless you in the name of Jesus. And my listener all over the world that are not even here in Abuja that send their seed, you know, to the church. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I know they will be happy this morning that our pastor is remembering us. Psalm chapter 16 verse 11. That's why we're going to start this morning. It's a month of laughter and it's important that we understand what laughter means and how to laugh. And we are going to laugh best in Jesus' name. Psalm chapter 16 verse 11 says, Thou will show me the path of life in thy presence is fullness of joy at thy right hand. There are pleasures forevermore. And you have forever laughter in Jesus' name. We had three night of glory. We talk about laughter. But this morning, I don't want to go back because I have a lot to do today. I'm going to be talking on the topic of to living a life of joy and excitement. Ah. Living a life of joy and excitement. It's good to be an excited person. When you are excited, you'll be anointed. When you are excited, you have joy. When you have joy, you will laugh. God wants to be an excited person, not a moody person. And there are a lot of things that give back to this and you can learn it. And as you learn it, the Lord will bless you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There are some things that guarantee how we live our life and how we enjoy them. Isaiah 35 verse 10. Living a life of joy and excitement. That is the topic I'll be preaching on today. Living a life of joy and excitement. A life of joy so that you are just smiling all through. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with song and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sadness shall flee away. You will never know sadness all the days of your life in Jesus' name. 
Say amen loud and clear. Say as I'm returning to God every day, I will return with joy and gladness. I will not know sorrow. Even the ways of you are saying, I will not know sorrow. I will not know sadness. Please don't be too serious this morning. It's a month of laughter. That's what the Bible says. It says, those people that are born again, they will return to church with testimony, with joy. They will have joy and laughter, smiling on their faces. Not moody. Not, I don't know what pastor we preach now. He said, they will obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sadness. Sigh means sadness. Shall flee away. You will never know sadness in the name of Jesus. Why is that important? Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3. Living a life of joy and excitement. All of us can be smiling and laughing and rejoicing all the days of our life. Because joy is our portion. Sorrow is not our portion. We must be smiling and be rejoicing. Therefore, it is with joy that we shall draw water out of the well of salvation. Joy is important to draw from the Lord. So that's why when we return, <coughs> we return with joy, we return with laughter. We are returning with excitement. You know, when people are happy, they want to come to church because they have testimony. And we can learn how to have an everlasting joy and have joy all the days of our life. I've started with Luke chapter 16, verse 1 to 11 with the workers. So if you are not here, you can also read it. I said, there are two ways by which unbelievers have joy. Number one, <coughs> they create friendship that give them joy. Your friend determines your happiness. When they are doing celebration, it's their friend and they are happy. Friends that give them joy. And uh, number two, for us, we get to a level where we are entrusted because we are trustworthy. People commit to our trust. You know, valuable things. And because people trust us, we're in position of influences and we're happy. When people can trust you, you'll be entrusted to some things. I say, these are the two ways. I say, even if you don't have many friends outside, you can be so influential, even in this church and outside the church, because you can be trusted. What does that mean? Be a dependable person. Oh, somebody, man. You are not a young person. Be somebody that you can depend on. Whatever you want to do. Be a man and a woman of your opinion. Make up your mind. I want to serve God here and do it faithfully. Do it unto the Lord. And very soon we see that you are a committed person. And before you know it, we entrust you to things that belong to you. Because the Bible says, and here, as long as a child, different from a slave, you can be a member of this church and will not commit something to your hand because you are still behaving like a child. You cannot be trusted with some things. For instance, you are traveling, you are not telling anybody you are a child. You are not mature. You are a believer, but you are not mature. You feel that if I don't come to church, nobody will miss me. You are a child. A responsible person knows that he's committed to things. And when he's going, he's directly responsible and he's taking instruction. I want to go. I want to come. I'm traveling, sir. I won't be around. That's a dependable person. And I told you last week or two weeks ago, there are a lot of opportunities in this church to serve, even with the school. There are a lot of opportunity. But one thing is that you have to wait for a time when you are mature to occupy a responsibility position. When you are mature, the, the door will be open for you. When you know you are mature, you can be trusted. Then you'll be entrusted with resources. When you have made up your mind to be mature, which you can do, then 
a lot of things will enter your life. Living a life of joy and excitement. Why do you live a life of joy? What you believe determine your freedom or your bondage. What you believe can put you in bondage or can put you to freedom. That is why what you believe is important. That's why it's important for us to learn how to live a life of joy. In John chapter 4 verse 10, beginning from verse 8, Jesus said to a woman, give me water to drink. And the woman said, I won't give you. And Jesus said, if you know the gift of God, then said the woman of Samaria to me, how is it that thou being a Jew are asking drink of me, which I'm a woman of Samaria, for the Jews have no dealing with the Samaritans. Look at what Jesus said in verse 10. Emphatically, if you know, put it there, verse 10. Verse 10, I'm waiting for you. Okay? Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knowest the gift of God, and who it is that says to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. You see that? The knowledge of God through his word we guarantee laughter for you. If you know God very well, and we know God, if you recognize God through Jesus, you will enjoy a lot of resources on earth. Why? Jesus is the source of all things. He is the source of joy. Jesus is saying to the woman, look, give me water. I'm just testing you. I am fountain of living water myself. If you know me, you will have asked me. I will have given you the true water. Because the water that you are fetching now, when you have it, you will drink it and be thirsty again. You will have temporary joy. But when I give you my own water, it will not just be a water that you drink. It will become a borehole inside your stomach. And it will be sprinkling to everlasting life. Your joy will be everlasting. If you know me, you will ask me. And the woman says, eh? Who are you? Are you greater than our father? She just said, forget about your father. You have been coming here to fetch and you are not satisfied. If I give you my water, after your belly shall flow everlasting joy. And the woman said, Sir, give me this water. So that I will not be thirsty again. The water of joy comes from the knowledge of God. The water of joy comes from the knowledge of God. Excitement can only be received through the knowledge of Christ. John chapter 21 verse 6 verse 8 verse 12. The Bible says, Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? They said, no, we don't have. He said, turn your net to the other side for a catch. And when they have caught so many... He said, turn your net on the right side of the ship and you shall find. They cast therefore and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Verse 7. Quickly, verse 7. We are going to 12. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, it is the Lord. It is the Lord. That's Jesus talking. This is after resurrection. It is the Lord. He knew him. When Peter heard that, that it was the Lord, he got his Fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked. Then did cast himself into the sea to swim to meet Jesus. He was excited. 
I know it must be the Lord. When you know the Lord, there will be excitement in your life. I've told you, the way the world have joy is that they know people. The way the church have joy is that we know God. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. Those people that do know they are God, they shall be strong. And they shall what? I can't hear you. They shall what? I can't hear you. They shall what? They shall. In John chapter 9 verse 35 to 38. John chapter 9. Look at it. John chapter 9 verse 35 to 38. John chapter 9. Jesus asked that this man has been cast out of the church. And Jesus found him and said unto him, Do you believe on the Son of God? Look at what the man said. He answered, Who is he? Who is Messiah that I may believe in him? <laughs> Who is he? This man was ill of blindness oh, from birth. If you read verse 1, verse 2 of John chapter 9, this was the man that Jesus healed. But yet, he does not know Jesus. He was talking about Jesus. He was preaching Jesus to other people. The man that healed me is a saint. The man's name is Jesus. The man that healed me is good. The man that healed me, I don't care whether he's a sinner. And they chased him out of the church. And Jesus appeared to him for the second time. I said, do you believe on the son of God? Do you believe me? He said, who is the son of God? Who? Who? Do you know there are so many people that are workers in church and they don't know Jesus? That if I say, who is Jesus to you? He said, Jesus, Jesus. They don't know Jesus for themselves. They only know Jesus that they preach to them. They don't know. Some people are not even convinced who Jesus is or who God is. They know about God, but they don't know God. They don't know God for themselves. And it is easy for them to be confused because they don't know God. I meet people every day. Pastor, please. One, one boy came to me on, on Friday or Saturday. Pastor, my life is in jeopardy. I have a lot of problems, this and that. I grew up in Pentecostal church. My, my mother is a pastor. My stepfather, because my daddy died, is also a pastor. I uh, can beat drum. I can do this. I grew up, sir. I said, I know you grew up there, but do you know God? Are you born again? It's like, okay, who is God to you? And he started looking. Actually, I was confused. I had a dream some time ago, so I moved away. So I said, Nidan, told him a few things and prayed for him. After I've prayed for him, my wife said, what is wrong with him? I said, I can't start now. It's much. If you don't know God, your problem will be much. It is somebody that knows God that will have genuine joy inside them. It is when you know God. Jesus said, do you believe on the Son of Man? He said, who is he? That I may believe in him. And Jesus said, I am he. And he said, Lord, my God. And he believed him. It is the knowledge of God that guarantees fountain of joy in you that the enemy cannot take away. It is the knowledge of God. If you don't know him, it will be difficult. Look at Romans chapter 10. Let's read Romans chapter 10. I want to see the projection. Romans chapter 10 verse 11. Verse 12, verse 13, verse 14, verse 16. Look at how he started in Romans chapter 10. Everybody look up and say this. For the scripture says, whosoever, look at the foundation of Joy Hill, whosoever believe on Christ will be what? Will not be ashamed. Now, follow verse 12. 
For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon his name. Watch it. He started with whosoever believe on him. Then he now said, because the same Lord over all is rich unto all. God can answer everybody. That's what he's saying. Look at verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord in faith, shall be what? I can't hear you, shall be what? Now look at the problem. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? That is number one. Okay, look at number two. How shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? How can they believe somebody they don't know? How can they know except somebody introduce them to God? The same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon his name. Whosoever asks God for help, God will help. How can you call on somebody you don't know to help you? How can you know God without a preacher talking about God to you? That's what the Bible says. So that is where the knowledge of God for joy comes in. Because the knowledge of God will give back to faith. Faith will give back to joy. Jesus said to the one, I am the source and I'm just asking you don't know me. Supposing Dan Gode entered the church and said, please, can you please borrow me 1,000 naira? And you know he's a little Dan Gode. Will you not want to give him? Even if he's not going to return it so that we have it in his mind. I began, yeah, Dan Gode, no worry. He was stranded. He went to church. You will be proud that you are helping somebody because you know him. That is a man of influence. Somebody near Dan Beside the Idamadu or something, the owner of course carries and say, I know God has given you wisdom. Please pray for me. I'm giving you this hundred naira. Pray for me so that the wisdom that God has given you for weight, God will also give me. He said, He smile. You are giving me hundred naira. Okay, God will bless you. He said, He called him the next second day and gave him hundred million. Yes, it's in the paper. Can go with it. Go and do business. You'll make it. He said, he said, what business can I do? Somebody said, ah, 100 million, do me what business? He said, that's how I started real estate and I became very rich. He said, when you have, you can pay it. It's without interest. He gave a billionaire 100 naira. And the billionaire gave him what? I'm just bringing the Bible verse to reality. When Jesus Christ said to that woman, if you know me, the one that is asking you for ordinary water, you will have asked me to give you a living water that will make you enjoy water for the rest of your life. The knowledge of God, true messages, the knowledge of God, true Jesus. Because Jesus is the express image of God. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15, verse 16, verse 17. He said the image of God in a visible form is Jesus. So when you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and look the expression of God, you know God. You don't need to go to Old Testament, generational causes, all those things. They are shadow of the image of God. But the express image of the invisible God is Jesus. 
who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Verse 16 and 17. That is when you know Jesus, you know God. Look at what he says again. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in heart, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominion or principality or power or things were created by him and for him. When you know him, all things belong to you also. That's why the knowledge of God is important. So, right? If you are coming to church, you come with your notes. Because I must know this God for myself. Nobody can confuse me. My dream cannot confuse me. I cannot dream and be running to the mountain or be running at a scatter. I must understand who God is. Say, so God is head of all principality. I want to know God through his word. Look at verse 17. And he is before all things, and by him all things exist. Consist means exist. That's why I'm talking about the knowledge of him. Once you know him, you'll be happy and excited. Because you have known the most important thing in the universe. Ah, that is why knowing God is important. John chapter 8 verse 18. Then I read Matthew chapter 16 verse 18. I'm going to go to the next one. You must be interested in knowing this God though. It is not enough that you are saved, sir. You have just to be interested. Penning down your personal revelation of who God is. Look at what he says. I am one that bear witness of myself. And the father that sent me bear witness with me. Verse 19. Put on verse 19. Verse 19. Jesus was talking about himself. Put on verse 19. Then they said unto him, Where is thy father? And Jesus answered, You neither know me nor my father. If you have known me, you will have known my father also. When you know Christ, you know God. That's what I'm saying. When you know Christ, you know God. When you know God, you have all the pleasures of this life. You have joy. You are confused today, looking sad today, because you don't know the most important person in the universe, which is God. The moment you know God for yourself, you'll be strong. You'll be happy. You'll be excited. All your confusion, they come because you don't know what God is going to do next. The moment you know God, you'll be relaxed. Knowledge of God is number one thing that gives back to joy. I would rather prefer to know God than to know man. I've told you, unbelievable ways to know man. How many people do you know that can do connect you? But when you know God more, he will connect you to all men. He says, in him, all things exist. Okay, let's read one more and we go. Matthew chapter 16, verse 16 to 18. Matthew chapter 16, verse 16 to 18. Talking about the knowledge of God for yourself. That give her to joy. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said, Who do men say that I am? He said, You are Christ. Other men do not know him. He said, You are Christ, the Son of the living God. Verse 17. Quickly, we are going to 18. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon by Jonah, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto you. Myself knew. He had not revealed who I am to you. This revelation is coming from heaven. But my father, which is in heaven, verse 18, verse 18, and I say unto you that thou art Peter, the rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. Upon the revelation of Jesus, we the church be built. And there is no devil that I take away the joy of the church. The revelation of Jesus is what guarantees joy in life. No religion, no politics, no politics. What build the church is the revelation of Jesus. If Jesus is revealed, there will be joy. 
Once Jesus is revealed, there will be joy. The Bible says, and there was more joy in Samaria when Philip preached the gospel. Quick one. Acts chapter 8, verses to 8. Let's read it. Acts chapter 8. We'll come back to that. And the people with one accord listened unto those things which Philip preached. Everybody watch me. Philip was preaching. People with one conscience with their mind. Listen. Not I'll be preaching. You'll be picking phone. You'll be chatting. I'm in church. I'm in church. Sorry, sorry. I received a call. That thing is calling you out of your joy. Because it is in the revelation. In knowing Christ will your joy be full. I know any will be to take it away from you. The Bible says, and the people with one accord gave it unto those things which Philip preached, hearing and seeing the miracle which he did. Verse 7. Verse 7. From clean spirit, crying with a loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsy that were lame were healed. Verse 8. Look at verse 8. And there was a great joy. <laughs> that will happen. When you know Christ, there will be joy. When you know God, there will be joy. When you understand what God is saying to you, there will be joy. Confusion will disappear. When you don't understand what God is saying, there will be confusion. Okay, put it back. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. Talking about knowing God. You know, God is not just interested in religion. God is interested in your personal fellowship with him. That is what will sustain your relationship. All this, I feel like coming to church, I come. I don't feel like coming to church. You don't have a relationship with him. When you have a relationship with him, your joy will be sustained. And I will give unto thee. What did he do? He knew Christ. And Christ said, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever thou shalt lose on heart shall be lost in heaven. For what? What did I do? I know you. For knowing Christ, God said, I give you key. So knowledge is important. You know, Jesus took some people to the wilderness. For three days he was teaching them. Unbeliever. Even believer, you can't take them to wilderness for three days for teaching alone. They want something that will excite them. They will not be satisfied. Say, what do what do last one? Say, what do last journey? What will give birth to joy? Knowing Christ is what gives birth to joy to a believer. Knowing God is what gives birth to joy. The everlasting joy comes by knowing God for who he is. And I pray that you never be confused in the name of Jesus. Number one thing that gives birth to excitement is knowing God for yourself. When you know God for yourself, even when you have a dream that is negative, that negative dream will not come to pass because you know God. God is the ultimate chairman of everything. He's the one that signs. Approve or not approve. Nothing can happen without him. So even when you personally dreamt and the thing comes to you, say, we say this one is not from him. Cancel. Cancel. And say, God, I dreamt. He say, eh. Baba daddy, Jim, I that dream cannot come to pass. If that dream comes to pass, he will not be happy. He will cancel it. When you know him, you are safe and you have joy. Number, thing that, number one thing that gives back to joy is the knowledge of God through Christ that gives back to joy. And I pity as many of you that are not interested. Because some people are not just interested in having fellowship or knowing him. Jesus said, if you know me, I will give you the living water 
and you will never be thirsty again. That's number one thing that he told the woman. Number two things that guarantee joy is knowing yourself through the love of God. Knowing yourself through the love of God. If you know yourself through your family, you'll be ashamed. If you know yourself through your background, you will not be happy. If you know yourself through your failure, you may not be happy. But if you know yourself through the love of Christ, you'll be excited and happy. You have to know yourself the way God knows you. Because God knows you more than you know yourself. He's the one that forms you. Why you cannot judge yourself with your present state is that it may not be the original position that God has created for you. I love the story one person gave in a book. She said, if human being, listen to me very well, stay with monkey, human being will chop banana. It will climb tree. It will behave like monkey. It may not even wear clothes. You got to think that you are like a monkey. You will train, and I think there's a cartoon that one man was behaving like that. He said, but when you come to the realization of who you are, the human nature in you will get up. You want to put on dress. You want to eat other food. You want to come into your full potentials. So you have to know yourself the way God knows you. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9. You have to know yourself the way God knows you. I am who God says I am. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9. But you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. You are a peculiar people that you should show for the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous night. Say to yourself, I'm not a sinner. I am a saint. I am not ordinary. I am peculiar. I am important. I'm the one that has been called to show forth his praises. I've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6. The Bible says, by his grace, we are now the beloved of God. He has accepted us as the beloved of God. So, I am not a disadvantaged person. I have grace of God all over me. I am not disadvantaged. I told you, if you know God, you will enjoy resources. If you know who you are, you will know that you are not disadvantaged. To the praise of the glory of his grace, where he had made us accepted in the beloved. So I am the beloved of God. That was why when Jesus asked the woman, go and bring your husband. You know, I've read that scripture several times. One day the Holy Spirit asked me, he said, look at my affirmation of that woman. That woman was hiding her thoughts. Most of the time, you don't want people to know your mistake. You hide it. That's why so many Christians even lie. Because we have turned Christianity to a place where we boast. We don't want people to know about our weaknesses. We boast. We want people to see us as perfect. So Jesus knows that this, this, this woman was hiding. So say, sir, give me the water so that I will never be thirsty again or come here. Jesus say, bring your husband. He say, I have no husband though. Along with me. I have no husband. Jesus said, relax. I know you have been married for five times. 
and the one you are with is not your husband. That would have been a very wonderful statement. You know what Jesus said? You have said the truth. You have not lied. Ah! Oparo? Oparo? I said in one of my message, the greatest love that you can enjoy on heart is the love of acceptance. Nobody trying to manipulate or change you. Somebody knows your weakness, weaknesses, and is accepting you. That's the greatest love. By this, Jesus was giving that woman that I know your past and I'm ready to accept you the way you are. Don't pretend. That's what Jesus was saying. I know you very well. I'm capable of changing you. Stop pretending. The day you will have joy is the day you know who you are in the lens of Christ, in the love of God. They say, Rehab the harlot, yet God saved her entire household. And she was mentioned in the lineage of Jesus. But people will not forget that she was an harlot. But in the eyes of God, she's a virtuous woman. They say Ruth the Moabite. People will not forget that Ruth is from the Moabite that was cursed. But yet, she was married to Boaz in the lineage of Jesus. Jesus knows you more than you know yourself. He knows your potentials. He does not see you with the eyes of your limitation. It's people that will not forget about your mistake. But Jesus, he will see you and know you for who you can be. Because he's the one that makes you. He's the one that knows you. He's the one that forms you. Even the devil will always print the picture of your past mistake before you and tell you, this is who you are. You are a cheat. Tell him you are a liar. I'm not a cheat. I am a saint. Trying to claim my rope. I am somebody that is called of God. I'm somebody that is anointed of God. You know, at times, it surprises me the way God sees people. Okay, I show you two more examples. So that you must see yourself the way God sees you. Father Abraham lied about his wife. I've shared this thing with you several times. He says, this is my sister. And they say, okay, okay, let's do dowry. Father Abraham collected dowry. Plenty one. And the man took Sarah into the house. And the night, God appeared to Abimelech in a dream and said, you are having another man's wife. You are a dead man. I have caused you. And he said, the man that you took his wife is a prophet. He said, but he lied to me. In the integrity of my heart, I did it. He said, I know. That's why I have prevented you from sinning against me. Call the man. Let him pray for you. The man that just lied. So he called him and said, God told me you are a prophet. Even though you lie. Pray for me so that my household will be healed. Father Abraham prayed for him. And he now doubled his blessing. Because God still sees Father Abraham as a saint. That is one. Jacob is another thing. I preach about Jacob. They call Jacob a cheat. Jacob. But God never mentioned it in the journey of Jacob all his life. Genesis 28. Verse 13 to 14. Or to 15. Put it there. Look at what God says concerning Jacob. Where he was resting. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said to Jacob, I'm the God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. The land wherein thou liest to thee will I give it unto thy seed. Verse 14. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the heart, 
And thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Verse 15. Verse 15. And behold, I'm with thee, and I will keep thee in all places, whither thou goest, and I will bring thee again unto this land, for I will not leave you until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. God said, I won't leave you. He was running away from death, and God appeared to him. He had a dream. God said, I'm with you. I know you. I have called you. And I will fulfill my word concerning you. I pray you will know who you are in Christ. It is knowing who you are in Christ that gives you joy. If you don't know who you are in Christ, you'll be still running up and down. You'll be carrying the image of men. This is what people say I am. People say I am an evangelist. Oh, people say I am a pastor. Ah, people say I am a teacher. People say I am a businessman. Who is God saying you are? Know who you are in Christ. It's what guaranteed joy, excitement, and fulfillment. Who is God calling you? What's your name? Hmm. Exodus chapter, chapter 7 verse 2. The Lord said to Moses, don't worry, verse 1 and 2, don't worry about what Pharaoh is doing. See, I have made you a God. And the Lord said unto Moses, see, I have made thee a God to Pharaoh. And Aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet. Verse 2. Thou I speak a word. And I will confirm it. God said to him, don't be afraid about what is happening. I have made you a God to Pharaoh. You are not an ordinary person who God was encouraging Moses when he was discouraged that the king of Egypt is not listening to him. God said, don't you know who you are? You are a God. I will make you a God to the situation. <laughs> he went to God and was praying. Exodus chapter 6, towards the last time, he went to God and said, God, you told me that you used me as a deliverer. You told me when I come here that you deliver the people. Ever since I come to this place, you have not done anything. God said, eh? I will not do anything. Oh, yeah, let's see it. Exodus chapter 6. Read towards the later hand. Exodus, put on Exodus chapter 6. Let them see it. He was complaining. Okay, verse 28. Verse 28. And it came to pass that day when the Lord spake unto Moses in the land of Egypt. Verse 20, 29. Okay, verse 30. Is this the last verse? Okay. And Moses said before the Lord, Behold, I'm going to circumcise thee and, and how shall I speak? And how shall Pharaoh hearken unto me? Next verse. Okay, that, okay. And the Lord said, See, I have made you a God. He was complaining that ever since you called me, Pharaoh has not listened. Ever since you called me, the people do not even believe me. Ever since you called me, I just throw one stick and it turned to snake. Nothing happened again. She told she now. <laughs> God said, You God, you are God. I have made you God to Pharaoh. Whatever you say, I will confirm it. You are not an ordinary person to this situation. I have made you somebody that can create a miracle at will. You can command abundance at will. You are not ordinary. Situation cannot terrify you. I have made you a God. And when Jesus was talking about being a God, the people said, you are blasphemy. Jesus said in John chapter 10, look at it, John chapter 10 verse 26, has he not said to you that you are God? Has he not, has he not been written in your law that I have made thee God over situation? He said, if he called men God, how dare you say I'm blasphemy when I say I'm God? 
John chapter 10, verse 26, verse 35. You are who God says you are. Verse 36. Put on verse 36. John chapter 10, verse 36. Okay. Say ye of him. Okay, let's read from verse 35. From verse 35. If he called them gods, unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. I call you God, because you have received my word, and the scripture cannot be broken. Verse 36. Verse 36, quickly. Say ye of him. How can you say of him, whom the Father has sanctified and said unto the word, thou blasphemest, because I said, I am the son of God. Jesus said, I know who I am. I'm the son of God. It's not about what people say. They pick up stone. They wanted to stone him. He said, why do you want to stone me? Is it because of the good word? They say, no. It's because you are saying you are who you are not. Okay, read it from verse 30 so that you can say it. The devil will always want to fight with your identity in Christ. You must be sure that you know who you are. Because who you are is what gives you joy. I and my father are one. Oh yeah, verse 31. Then the Jews took up stone again to stone him. How can you say you and your father are one? Verse 32. Jesus answered them, Many good works I assure you from my father. From which of those works do you want to stone me? Which good work is it that you don't like? Watch it. The Jew answered him saying, For a good work we stone you not, but for blasphemy and because that thou being a man make it thyself God. That's why I want to tell you. That is where the area the devil will fight you. When you say you are who you are in God, the devil will not be happy. Do you know, anytime you say you are righteous in Christ, the devil will not be happy. He say, how can you say you are righteous? Well, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20 says that he made us he made him sin who need no sin so that we can become righteous in Christ. So if I say I'm righteous, I'm not lying. You can feel sad. You may want to stop me. You may say it's a lie. It's a lie because I'm not righteous. I go say you, they say, me, they say. <laughs> it's a lie. The devil will not want to hear that. You must know your identity in Christ. It's your identity that makes you happy. It's your identity. All of us are sinners. And you get them who are so in desert. Over, over, over. We say, hey, my identity in Christ is that I'm a righteous being. I'm a servant of the Most High. I am ambassador of Christ. That is my identity in Christ. You may doubt it, but that does not change my status. When I know who I am, I become confident and happy. You must know who you are in Christ. When you don't know who you are, you will not be happy. I've told you the story of a monkey. You behaving like a monkey, chopping banana, climbing tree, and naked because you don't know who you are. Jesus answered them, "Is it not written in your law? I said, ye are God's. Why do you say I'm blaspheming? Why do you find it difficult to accept who God says you are? If God says you are rich, you accept that you are rich. It does not matter who is happy or who is not happy. I am who God says I am." Your identity in Christ is what guarantees joy. Not your feeling, not your environment, not what you are going through. It is who you are that gives you joy. It is who you are that gives you joy. It's not about what people are saying. I've told you before. I was the medical librarian for 18 years. 18 years. 18 years, non-stop. 
So when I walk into the office, I walk into the office as a boss. I don't walk to the office cringing, looking for acceptance. I am the boss. So and when I step into the office, or oh my guy is coming, they know the guy is coming. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. I, move, I don't care what you are discussing at my back. I move into the office. And one day they gather, they say, Oh, God, she have a work for a few months. I joke. So I very care about that joke. I say, No, I'm a boss. Boss, you said, Joe. To the bad jay, meaning party. A meaning party. A minimum party that a bad jay. Boss, you buy a dow. Okay, what could we do? I can't be the Emma contributes learning. Kewa means a chairman board of trustee. Toba son Kewari me. That's how to rule as a boss. You must know who you are. Otherwise, if you don't know who you are, one fikare mu or guy in a co jamala in letis. That's the way a boss behave. You must know who you are in Christ. Say I know who I am. I can't hear you. Say, I know who I am. I know where I belong. Look at it again. In John chapter 15, verse 3. When you know who you are, you'll be happy. Who you are in Christ, your identity in Christ is what gives you joy. I see some of you, you are born again, but you are behaving as slave because you don't know who you are. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Jesus said, my disciples are clean. If you say I'm clean, I am clean. First Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter 3, Verse 16. Okay. Revelation chapter 1 verse 6. He says he has made us kings and priests. King and priests enjoy royalty. All throughout your life you enjoy royalty. In the name of Jesus. He said know ye not that you are temple of God. And the spirit of God dwells in you. You are the temple of the living God. So you carry yourself with that courage. How can you be mingling with unbelievers? I can the temple of God be doing hookup? The temple of God. Ah, possible. <laughs> temple. It's not possible. Temple of God cannot be involved in sin. You are far, far, far above that. Far. We don't even talk about it. Because you are a temple. You are a holy temple. A holy temple. A temple can't do that. You just you just uh, colorize sin. Temple. You say you are a temple. There are some things that the temple of God cannot do. Can't do it. It's a temple of the most high God. You can't turn the house of God to an idolatry, to idolatry, to things that are not good. You know you are the temple of God. You know yourself. When you know yourself, you see yourself in the mirror and know yourself. You know things you can't do. Things you can't be involved in. I'm too much for this. This is too small for me. Too much. I know myself. I know my potential. You have to know yourself, oh, because when you know yourself, you'll be happy. You know yourself. You know you are both some things. <laughs> if you don't know yourself, you will suffer. Because But when you know yourself, you know, no, no, I'm far, far, far above this. Far, far above this. Far above this. Far above this. What you are above, you know you are above. You know you are above, you know you are above it. You know yourself. Luke chapter 15 verse 17. 
Knowing yourself will make you happy. If you are born again, you must know yourself. When you know yourself in Christ, you'll be very happy. When you don't know yourself, you'll be confused. See, this thing can happen to anybody. Anything can happen to anybody. I'm not an anybody person. No evil will happen to me. Look at what he says. When he came to himself, he said, How many higher servants of my father have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. Mm, I go home. I go to my father. I know myself. I have a relationship with a rich father. I have a father that is rich. The Bible says he was even eating picked food. Picked food. He was eating picked food. Some of you, you're supposed to be far, far, far above where you are. But because you refuse to identify who you are, you are not associating yourself with who you are. You are suffering in silence. You are suffering. Tell so the Lord who suffer in silence. He compared where he was with who he was. I am a child of a rich father. Why should I be eating peanuts? My father's hired servant. I want to she shave my bar me. They have enough to eat and to spare. And I'm perishing. Ah, uh-uh, no, no, no. I would rather go back to him and become a servant than to be eating pig's food. He discovered himself when he came to himself. And I said, it's like coming back to your senses. You have to come back to who you are. Who am I in Christ? Who am I in Christ? It is when you know who you are in Christ that you become happy. Note what your situation is placing upon you. So many people are in bondage because they do not know themselves. When you don't know who you are, you put yourself in bondage. A lot of people are putting themselves under bondage and pressure because they don't know who they are. I and the children that the Lord has given unto me, we are for signs and wonder in Israel. I am a walking miracle. Every time, miracle is happening. Because I'm for signs and wonders. It does not matter what I'm going through. It will turn for a testimony. All things work together for those who that love God. Highs have not seen. He has not What God has prepared for those who that love him. But God has revealed them to me by his spirit. You must know who you are. And say lie, 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 lie. Can never happen. I only see what I want to see. It is the dream that I want to come to pass that will come to pass. I'm above dream. I'm a product of the child of God. I'm not a product of my dream. I'm far above dream. I am what God says I am. I determine what happened. I live my life the way I want it. Not that the devil will show me some picture and I will be running up and down. Pray for me. I need deliverance. No, no, no. I don't. I will determine. I've, the spirit of God is my spirit. I decide what happened on the physical. You must know who you are. When you know who you are, you will know that you can create opportunity even where there is no opportunity. One man of God was preaching. Me and my wife were watching it. He said, there are three people that make weights in life. He said, number one, the extraordinary smart people, the people that are trained, and the people that have opportunity. Then he said, among the extraordinary smart people, is one of them. And he showed them, I said, clap for him. He said, yes. You know, anywhere I get to, I can make anything. I said, my wife, do you believe it? He said, don't you just remember they are clapping for him? I said, all of us are extraordinary smart. If you know God, you know the <laughs> extraordinary smart God, you're already smart. It's because you are thinking that you are dull. That's what makes you dull. The spirit of excellence is inside you. Whatever you desire to learn, you can learn it and do it. 
Whatever you desire to create, you can create it. There is nothing you want to do that you cannot do. You are the one limiting yourself because you have refused to know who you are. The day you say, no, I am above this. Then you discover you are rising above that situation. Because the spirit of God is the spirit of excellence. But when you divide yourself by your salary, you divide yourself by what they give you. You divide yourself by people say, you say, people say, you are not good, so I'm not good. People say, I'm a slave, so I am a slave. People say, my worth is 20,000, so I'm 20,000. Who am I? 20,000 naira a month. When you divide yourself by the limitation people have placed upon yourself, you'll be called ordinary. You'll be wasting away without knowing. The spirit of God that's at work in you can create anything from the invisible form to make it physical. Can create it. Because the created spirit, the spirit of God that creates things from things that be not as if they were, they are inside you. You carry God. The Bible says, we carry this treasure in an atom vessel. All you have to do to enjoy creativity you know what is it? It's not prayer. You know what is this? Enjoy creativity. It's not fasting. You know what is it? It's desire. The moment you desire something, and Lord, I desire this thing to happen. The spirit at work in you begin to look for way of creating the opportunity to happen. Because you carry the spirit of God inside you for creativity. You can create success out of failure. You can, you can create job. Not that I'm praying and they told me the only thing I can do to make money is to do ritual. And I don't want to do ritual because I want to make money. I want to live for my God. I want to live for my God. Even the children I go, they don't help me. You can help yourself. You carry the spirit of God inside you. You can create way where there is no way. You can tell yourself, where is the opportunity here? All the prodigal boy needed to do was to know himself. He described and said, I know how to get out of this. There's an alternative. For a person that has given life to Christ, that carried the spirit of God, there is a way inside him. A way inside him. Two times, myself, they have said, one elderly one said, I said it to, a guy is a pastor. He knows everything that is happening. I don't know everything that is happening. But I'm under the influence and direction of the Holy Spirit. So you can't outsmart me. You can't. They say, Oga, ah, Pastor, uh, Oga, what do you need church? Come, go office, man. I can pay on said do Pay on said do You will see that I will be in the church. You will not be in the office. They conspire. They went to my guy in Ogumasha. And I entered the office that morning. Since why I was born. In, and I said, I don't care what is burning around here. Go and buy perfume. I will stay in this office. I'm working here today. All my study will be in this office. And my guy working. He said, Musabe, office no bang be. Musabe. All of them were not even around. A woman came to me and begged me. I said, Musabe, Pastor Logawa, hey, Lemu, hey, Lemu. You 
And I started laughing. All of them came back and begging me. We are very sorry. Say, forget about it. That one is gone. Somebody said of recent also. I said, ah, Oga cannot be pinned. He cannot be pinned. He's creative. He's creative. There will only be a way for him. It's not about me. It's about everybody. When you carry the spirit of God, you are a creative person. You have unlimited opportunity. You carry resources wherever you go. You are the happening person in town. When you know who you are, who you truly are, like the prodigal boy, you live a happy life and a life of excitement. Number three way to be happy in life is to know what you can do or what you can accomplish in Christ. I'm giving you three things. You know God, the source. You know who you are in Christ. Then you know what you can do. There are some things you can do without even professionalism. They are like the fruit of the spirit. Galatians chapter 5 verse 23. The Bible says, and the fruit of the spirit is joy. You can manifest joy even though you don't have money in your hand. You are just happy. Don't feel you. Don't feel it. Know what is happening. The fruit of the spirit is love, is joy, is peace, is long suffering, is gentleness, is goodness, is faith. So you can grow it. You grow joy. From no joy, you are just happy. They say, why are you happy? Say, I don't know. It is the fruit of the spirit that is growing in you. You can worship God acceptably. That's what Jesus told the woman. In John chapter 4, verse 20 to 22. He said, the hour has come. And now is. There are people that worship God. They will worship God in spirit and in truth. The Father is seeking soul to worship him. Worship him. No professionalism. Without keyboard, sir. Without ilu. You can worship God and you feel the presence of God all over you. It's not about skill. It's about what you can do. What the new man can do in Christ. He can worship God acceptably that the presence of the Lord will be heavy. It is not about voice. Forget our voice. We are all called to worship. And all of us can do it. Our father worship in this mountain. And he said that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Verse 21. Look at it. Jesus said unto a woman, believe me, the hour cometh when shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Verse 22. You worship, you know not what. We know what we worship. For salvation of the Jews. Verse 23. Verse 23. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit, in truth, for the Father gets such to worship him. You can worship God accept, acceptably. Lifting up holy hands in an acceptable way. It is not until you hear the drum until you hear the keyboard that you can be happy. You can be happy without the drum. Excited without the bass jitter. Without beautiful voice. Ordinary voice can worship God acceptably. Because the fruit of the spirit is joy. When the joy of God is inside your bowie and you are worshiping God in the spirit, joy of the Lord will overwhelm you. 
When you know you can do it, you will not be looking for material outside to worship him. You worship God acceptably. What can you do in Christ? When you know that you can have a desire and your desire will come to pass. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. Look at Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. Philippians 2 13, Philippians 4 13. Look at Philippians, Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to what? To do of what? Come on. Even God is working in my desire and is giving me the ability to accomplish my desire. I wish I want to build this building. And God said, You wish it, you accomplish it. Can you see that? It's coming to you as a thought, and God is accomplishing it. You can do it. That's why I say your limitation is only in your desire. Desire of a man is his kindness. When you know you can desire a thing and it's going to come to pass, you desire more beautiful things. Some years back, there's so many stories that has come to my mind. I've shared this story with you before. Some years back, I was an area pastor in him, and we used to have a meeting with Baba. And uh, Baba said, some of you know, don't know the way I get money or get my things. The way I get my things, that I just desire it, and it comes to pass. God allowed me to listen very well. He said, for instance, my new car, I don't know the car I was talking about then. It was a long time. My nika, I just saw it. Somebody drove it and I said, ah, He said, two months later, somebody came and gave it to me. I was truly excited. I said, I got the secret. Whatever I desire, God will give it to me. I was excited. So I went and met one pastor. I said, Pastor, do you hear what Papa said? That he desired something and God gave it. He said, ah, I'm going to give you something. I want him to be born in Jina. Allah is safe with you. I want him to be safe. I went and met another person. He said, "Ah, I want to be born in Jina. Allah is safe with you. I want him to be safe. What time is it? This is in your list, bro. I want him to be safe. I want him to be I met about three. Not none of them believe that what he said can happen to them. There are three ways to enjoy testimony and messages. Number one, you accept it. That whatever God has done for that person, he can do it for you. Number two, you meditate on it. Number three, you act on it. If I preach something here that is good, and say, you have rejected it, it will run away. If I say something that is good, and you refuse to meditate on it, and you accept it, and you don't meditate, it will still just go away. If I say something good and you don't act on it, it will still not happen to you. Those are the three things that guarantee results. I believe it. You can desire something and to be accomplished unto you. That's what the Bible says. You can desire something. When you know what you can do, you know what you can do. What you can do, you'll be happy. What you can do. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. God work in your desire and to do of his good pleasure. He's the one that is giving you godly desire and to accomplish results. If you desire good things, good will come your way. Philippians 4.13, I can do. How many of you can do here? <laughs> Somebody say, I'm helpless. Say, I'm not, me, I'm not helpless. Oh. Are you helpless? 
Are you helpless? Turn to your neighbor and say, me, I'm not helpless. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Say, Jesus is my energy. There's nothing impossible that I cannot do. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. When you know you can do all things, will you not be happy? You'll be happy now. Maybe I read one more so that I don't worry you. And we now go. Luke chapter 22, verse 31 to 32, we go. Look at what he said. Jesus said to Peter, you can recover from your mistake. You can recover. It does not matter your background. It does not matter the mistake you made in the past. It does not matter that you had a child eh, before you get married. Eh, it does not matter that eh, you have been married before. In Christ, there is always a new beginning. Put it there for me. Luke 22. So that you say, I'm just, I'm just quoting this. Simon, Luke 22, verse 31 and 30. Jesus went on to say, Simon, Simon, be careful to listen to me. Satan has asked to have authority over you, Paul. He will shake you as a farmer shake his seed. Another translation says, Satan wants to have you on his side. Dabaru, my destiny for you. First translation. Verse 32. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not when thou art comforted, strengthen thy brethren. Oh, I have not read this version. He said, believe that you can recover. When you recover from your failure, be a source of inspiration to other people. Whatever I'm saying, your past failure, may you be a source of inspiration to order. May you recover from your past mistakes and your past failures. You have tried a business, it's not working. May you recover. People have said you can never succeed. May you recover. From every negative word of people, in the mighty name of Jesus. One of my guys said to me some years back, he said, Ah, it must. What it began? What it plan? I said, No, sir. You said to me when I first joined this place that I can never succeed. He said, Amy Mosobe. I said, You said it. He said, I didn't say it. I'm not sure. I said, You said it. I look like it that time. But I don't look like a failure now. I don't look like it now. It doesn't matter what people say, you can overcome their negative statements. Yes, you can. That's what Jesus said. I have prayed for you that you overcome your failure, your mistake. It will become a testimony in your life. That's what Jesus is saying. You can recover. You can recover. Look at it. First Samuel chapter 30 verse 6. David said to the Lord, should I pursue my enemy? Will I recover? He said, you will recover without fail. You, can, you too can recover. Recover all. So he encouraged himself and pursue and recover. Ah, and they say I'm a low starter. They say I'm not intelligent. Say, and David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of studying him because he saw of all the people was grieved and every man for his sons and for his daughter. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. And verse 7, and David said, can I recover? You can recover. You lost money, you can recover. You can recover. It doesn't matter what you have lost. You can recover all. You can recover all. Some years back, years, years back in a house, 
Maybe I was 100 level. Thief came into our house and stole our dress, carried a lot of things. And I prayed to God. I said, God, ah, we must find it all. I said, if we don't find this thing, we can never recover. <laughs> and the Lord said to me, you will not find it. He said, but you will more than recover. I will give you double for your trouble. It will mean as if nothing has been taken away from you. In my imagination then, what was stolen was cannot be recovered. Let me give you some of the things that shocked me then. We had a tailor in the house that was working with my, my mother. She had two sewing machines. All the two sewing machines were stolen. Some of my sisters, they carried their box of clothes, carried everything away. So, we started moving to Ayeni, we didn't We look around. God said, I told you, you will recover fully and without fail. Two weeks later, it's like, this is what I'm telling you, true life story. As if somebody removed a covering from my mother's business, all the attention of everybody started, they started patronizing her. And we started going to Ibadan two times in a week to buy clothes. Oh, yeah, to Laura saw me. I told Laura saw so wardrobe can change in it. Boss, to My mother bought two sewing machines for that woman back in replacement. He said, Ah, mommy, I'm not worried. He said, No, oh, we one me, yeah. One of the boys that she I'm not giving you back. We must sorrow. Most of the time, go and price it. She pay her the money. She recover all. You can recover whatever the enemy has stolen away from you. Recover all. When you know what you can do, you'll be happy. That you can recover from your past mistake and failure. The Bible said, though the righteous fall seven times, seven times will rise again. Whatever years you have missed that the local and cankerworm has eaten, it shall be restored back to you. In triple fold in the name of Jesus. Whatever money you have lost or whatever years have lost, the Lord will enable you to recover in the name of Jesus. A young man went to a man of God and said, Ah, I at last. He said, Mukpari, he said, Mukpari, oh, but do me work. I came out after 10 years in the university with top class. What can I amount to? I work by me till law, and till marry till marry, and till dogga till dogga. Ibo nikinti bere. He said, "Nidan, nidan." All your mates that have overtaken you, overtake them, and you recover all the lost time. It is an unbeliever that we say one opportunity that is gone can never be recovered. There are more than enough opportunity can recover. Get a better opportunity. It doesn't matter what is missing. Nidan. Now on speed. Now on recovery. Now on blessing, you will not miss any of your opportunity again. The first job he got was the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Nigeria. He was given 16 assets into 16 countries. That was the assignment. I don't know the kind of job they do. They move. The man of God said one of the days, he was in the economy. The, the man was in a business class. He saw him and said, ah, daddy, you are the one that prayed for me. Please, 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 give me your name. Give me his name. He wrote on board a check of $1,000 for the man of God. He said, you said I will recover. 
could see any of my mates that can meet me where I am now. God has given me speed. I met them and I overtake them. Whatever time you have lost, you will recover it back. Whatever opportunity you have lost, you will recover it back. Whatever money you have lost, you will recover it back. It will turn to a faithful story for you in the name of Jesus. Stand on your feet. These are the things that gives joy to people. Stand on your feet. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I know when I know you, I have known the source. Source of blessing. Source of joy. In him all things consist. I have known all things that can solve my problem. Lord, when I know you, I know everything. I know you are the God of all things. Nothing is impossible with you. In the name of Jesus. I receive grace to know you more. I receive grace to create relationship with you. Some of you, when they say no God, you are running away. You don't want to know him. You are like the Israelite. They, they were running away from the voice of God. You have to know God for yourself. Lord, I receive grace to know you. I receive grace to create relationship with you. Lord, I receive grace to know you for myself. To be able to pray to you for my, by myself. Lord, I receive grace to know you. When you desire to know him, you will know him. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Lord, help me to know you. When I know you, I will have joy. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. He said to you it is given to understand the mysteries of life. The principle of the kingdom is given to you to understand. You can know God. Mark 4 verse 11. He said, but for unbelievers, all these things are done in parables. Reading books, they will read, they will not understand. Hearing message, no interpretation. So that they will remain on the same spot and their sin will remain. But he said for you, you can understand God's message. So that's why I talk in parable. But to you, it is given to know. Raise your hands to heaven. It is given to me to know God and to know the mystery of the kingdom. Lord, I refuse to live in darkness. I will know God by myself. You need to, some of you are just running at a scatter looking for God that is not lost. I receive grace to know God. Don't let anybody deceive you. You can know God. Don't join the mumus that are religious in church. I receive grace to know God. Why can't I know God? He said, all of you shall be taught. Everyone that has learned that know me will come back to me. You continue fellowship when you know God. When you don't know God, you are a baby forever. They push you up and down. They tell you grace is good. You pursue grace. They say law is good. You pursue law. Because you have refused to know God. I receive grace to know God for myself. And to be able to defend him. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed. Mark. I say Mark chapter 4 verse 11. To you it is given. The ability to know God. And he said unto them. Unto you it is given. To know. To know. The mysteries of God. It is given to you to know. Say it is given to me. To know. I will know. The mysteries of God. How many of you want to know the mystery of God? Never you be absent in church again. Knowing God is not the most important person in the universe. If you don't know God. Other people that know God will cheat you. They will say God said. They will say what God did not say. 
God appeared to the Israelites in the wilderness. And you know what God saw? Flame. He said, So long on here, all on here, in London, yeah. Like thunder. Ah! How to read you, honey? We don't want to know God. Moses said, I'm not going to be He said, I'm not going to be alone. They pushed Moses to be hearing from God. They said, they don't want to know God. At the end, Moses started dealing with them. One of the days, Moses was coming with the tablet like this. He saw them do what is not right. Moses said, Ah! You have seen. Oh, yeah, man, he said, Allah knows how anybody I can more than it. Boop, boop, bap, bap, they get 3,000. Allah knows how many. What do you need? What do you need? Okay, what we have to see about? Mama, they will go in my pattern. What do you need? Okay, again. He started giving them laws that they don't understand. Why? Because they refuse to hear God for themselves. That is the way the Christian church are in Nigeria. You refuse to hear God yourself, so people must pray for you. And your commentary. Taking to get it out again, fair. Fair Shade. Shade, yeah, that be shade. Mori glory. <laughs> because you refuse to know God yourself. So they must direct your life. You refuse to know God yourself. You refuse to know God. So Moses started manipulating them. They were under the laws of Moses that they don't understand. But under the New Testament, we don't run from God again. We sit close. God, say it. I want to hear. I can understand. Because as I'm teaching, the Holy Spirit is inside that is interpreting it. It's interpreting. So you can understand it. You can relate with what I'm saying. Because the teacher is inside you. As I'm teaching, he's expatiating. He's giving under. Look, that is why I am different. I know when I pick book to read, I'm not just reading as an ordinary person. I'm reading it with the Holy Spirit. If I pick a Bible to read like this, God will be giving me things out of it. I've shown you before. I was sleeping, I had a vision. And in the wall like this, it was plain. Plain like this. Nobody could read anything. And the scripture started coming out of the wall. And I said, can't you see it? I started reading. I started interpreting. I started reading. Because I give you the ability to understand me. When you read my word, you bring out blessing. So all I need is to sit down with it. The verses will jump out. The reality of the verses will jump out. God said, I have given you, because you are inside, ability to know me. Ability to know me. And when you know him, you have the living water inside you. You can't know God and not have resources in life. If you know God, everything is resources because He is the source. Everything around you is an opportunity when you know God. He will turn sand to gold when you know God. You will never be confused again. Say, I receive grace to know God. Pray it one more time and move to the next one. I receive, I will not run away from knowing God. I have the ability to understand. You are not an unbeliever. I receive grace to know God for myself. Know his voice. I will know his voice. I will understand them. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayer. Quickly, your two hands to heaven. Say with me, I am who God says I am.
I am not a sinner. I am a saint. I am a believer. In the name of Jesus. Whatever God says I am is what I'm going to be. In the name of Jesus. Don't let the devil define who you are. Tell him I know myself. I know myself. I am not an alert. I know myself. I am a new man in Christ. I'm a royal priesthood. I am a peculiar person. I am a holy nation. I am a king and a priest. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and say, I know myself. I know. My, I will not allow the devil to cheat me. I know myself. I am above failure. Some people say, what can I do? I am a dear. No, no, no. I'm not limited. I have God. I can't be limited in life. I have God. I know God. I know who I am. Yes. 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 In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Now your two hands to heaven. I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me. I will not be weak in life. I will do exploits. Open your mouth and say it. I can do all things in Christ that strengthens me. I can recover all. I will not die in sickness. I will not die in failure. I will not die in sorry story. It will be from story to glory for me. Are you sure? Are you saying it? I can recover. Devil will not have the upper say concerning me. I have prayed for you that your faith will stand to the end. That you will recover. I'm going to recover from my past mistake. In the name of Jesus. I will recover. I am getting better. I will not go down. I can make progress. I can make it even in this country. I can get a way out. Yes, I know I can do it. He's the one that is working in me. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure. I can do this thing. I can do this thing. I am called to do this. God is training me in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayer. Let's do it this way. The fruit of the Spirit is joy. This month, you will manifest the fruit of joy. Amen. That is our desire, sir. That everything around you will produce joy. Amen. Your work will produce joy. Amen. Your family will produce joy. Amen. Your journey will produce joy. Amen. Your businesses will produce joy. Can we do it together? Raise your hands to heaven. Say, I desire joy all around me this month. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm not going to frown. I'm not going to frown. It is my month of manifesting joy. The fruit of the spirit is joy. Joy, come alive around me. Testimony of joy, come alive. Testimony of fulfillment, come alive. Testimony of blessing, come on, come alive. All those joy that have been dormant, manifest, 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 manifest. It is my season of joy. No sorrow, no sorrow. I will manifest the fruit of joy. The fruit of joy. And the fruit of the spirit is joy. I'm going to manifest it. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Wherever you go, manifest joy. Manifest loyalty manifest trust let the joy of the Lord become your strength so shall it be in Jesus name
Please close your eyes. If you want to give your life to Christ, say with me, Lord Jesus, you are the source of my joy. I give my life to you today. Save me from sin. Lord, I will live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. If you pray that prayer with me, you are now a born-again Christian. The joy of the Lord will never leave your house in Jesus' name. Shout hallelujah. Please sit down. Let's clap our hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. And the ransom of the Lord shall return with joy. Are you happy this morning? As you are going home, are you happy this morning? Are you excited this morning? Put on Isaiah chapter 35 verse 10. We are returning with joy. We want to worship him. That is what our life is all about. Worshiping God. Isaiah 35 verse 10. Put on Isaiah 35 verse 10. We want to worship God with our money. It's part of our loyalty to God. We are loyal to him. And so we are giving him our offering of worship. And worshiping with our tithe is part of our worship. We are worshiping. Yeah.